Hey, Jenny. Hi, Daria. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm, you know, made it through Monday. I know. I know. I know. It's true. I saw Suicide Squad this weekend. Me too. Well, I watched it on my couch. I didn't actually leave my house to go see it. Oh, I also watched it on my couch. (laughs) (laughs) Who goes places? I gotta tell you, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Like, it was weird and kind of stupid, but, like, in a good way. (laughs) It was. It was ridiculous. And I'm, like, multiple times I was like, this film is ridiculous. But, like, I was laughing the whole time. So it wasn't, like, a bad ridiculous. It was, like, a good ridiculous. There's a walking shark. King Shark is my man. (laughs) I... He's my favorite. I, I have such a deep appreciation for him now. Like I, yeah. him and Ratcatcher too were oh, yeah. my faves. She was great. She was and really, really good. And Baby Sebastian, the only rat <laughs> I will ever love. It's true. No, I loved that. Who else did I? I mean, yeah, I love. I liked everyone. I thought they were they were all really good. But yeah, she. I think Ratcatcher too is probably my favorite. Oh, and then of course, like obviously Harley Quinn was amazing she had some of the most incredible fight sequences the best use of like of color yeah in the entire movie yes. um spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it yet the fight scene after she kills the president where flowers are just erupting like behind her was so so great perfect like i love movies that love to play with color and lighting and making it bright and beautiful instead of dark and yeah. dreary everything's dark and bluish and yeah I just love color you never really see it in action movies anymore so that was that was amazing yeah no it was awesome I I really really liked it It was really funny now full disclosure I definitely have not seen the first one so I can't compare and I told I was told I shouldn't I Uh, (laughs) hot take hot take the first one was just okay it wasn't as bad as everyone says it was it was okay okay a little boring Maybe. It overused mm-hmm. its soundtrack a little too much. The camera lingered on Margot Robbie's ass for far too long. <laughs> and they did not utilize Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang as much as they should have. Because that man is hilarious, given the right material. But this one was a definite, definite improvement on the first one. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I saw Birds of Prey and I loved it. Yes! It was so good. So fun. So, so, so good. It was, it's, yeah, it was one of, like, it's probably, I don't know, I, I'm, I don't, I hate to even call it, like, a superhero movie, but, like, it's probably one of my favorites if I had to say, if you had to lump all the superhero movies together, it's definitely one of my favorites. Well, I just love that it's so obviously written by a woman. Like, Birds of Prey takes into consideration all of those, like, little quirks of, like, being a supervillain that's a woman or a superhero that's a woman. And it's, like, how they fight, how they dress, how they throw their hair up in a ponytail. Like, it's all very, very clearly from the female perspective and I you don't really get yeah. to see that anywhere so that's what I love about it yeah oh for sure um but you know I definitely I really enjoyed the movie the Suicide Squad and I was you know I was, I was a little apprehensive because I don't love superhero movies <laughs> to begin with I mean I love Loki but that's I mean it's like 50% Tom Hiddleston 50% <laughs> Loki so we can just leave it at that I mean, I'm I'm a, a certified, you know, comic book dork. I've been reading comic books for for years. So whenever something gets adapted, you know, I'm super curious to see what it's going to be like and if it's ever going to transfer well to the screen. And like nine out of ten times, I, I'm nitpicking the shit out of it because I just <laughs> yeah, I think it could be course. better. But yeah, well, it's like any book that becomes a movie or a yeah. TV show or you know, there's always going to be. It might not be exactly what you hoped it would be if you read the book first and if you watch the movie or TV show first and then you read the book later, you're like, ugh, I like the TV show better. I'm looking at you, Bridgerton fandom. <laughs> but we'll get to you next year. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, but I think it just depends on, you know, the so many things. But I, I definitely think that there, it, it landed. I liked it. It was weird as hell. It was very James Gunn. Oh, it was very James Gunn. There were some jokes where I was just like, what the fuck was that? And then I laughed, so it's fine. But yeah. <laughs> it definitely was the kind of movie where you're sitting there for a second, you're like, wait, what? Oh, okay. I know. Yeah, there was <laughs> some weird shit, but it was good. It was really good. 
So, Daria, are you ready to talk about season two, episode three? Is it episode three? Yeah, yeah. episode three. <laughs> wow, <laughs> guys, it has been a Monday. <laughs> episode three. I was trying to be all dramatic, and it just, like, totally failed. Yeah, I, 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 I'm so excited to talk about this, because I, <laughs> I gotta tell you, I think it's my favorite. I think it's my favorite episode. And I, maybe I'll say that again next week. I don't really know. But as of right now, season yes. two, episode three is my favorite Ted Lasso episode. Of all time. Of all time. Yeah. We are actually, and I said it on social media, we're actually just becoming a Ashley Nicole Black podcast. I'm just going to talk about her all day. <laughs> She did such a good job this episode. So good. And, and I follow her on Twitter and I feel pretty familiar with her work. So it was like there were certain jokes that would, you know, pop up on and I'd be like, oh, that is so, so perfectly her. And I loved every second mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, ex- I just, it was so, it was like, it was like watching an episode of Ted Lasso and then it delivered on everything you want any episode of Ted Lasso to be. Which Yeah. <laughs> was so great and because i'm like just a, such a huge jamie apologist there was so many great jamie moments <laughs> in this season. i mean not to take away from the star player of this episode Tahib, mm, he was amazing sam obasanya <sighs> i'm pure of heart i'm so happy that we're getting more of him and i'm so happy that he as a character lives in the slightly idealized world of ted lasso because like in a lot of other shows we would not have gotten the sort of happy ending that we did in regards to Correct. like dubai air and the entire controversy so mm-hmm. i'm so happy that he's a character that exists in this show because it's going to do too. him well you know yeah it's it's refreshing to see a character stick up for something they believe in and be rewarded for it. And have the full support of not only your teammates, but also the, like, head honchos in charge, you know? Yeah, exactly. Rebecca to have his back. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) So great. Okay, can we... (laughs) We have to... We have to start this episode by just talking about the fabulous interaction between Ted and Sassy and Rebecca. Yeah, can I tell you when I Whew! when I understood that Nora was Sassy's daughter and I realized that we were going to get that dynamic back and we were going to see Sassy again, I kind of have to be honest, like I'm eating my words from our first episode like Sassy and Ted had such an interesting, funny, weird vibe between them in the beginning of this episode it was so great i want to see more it was of it so now. great <laughs> oh my god i love how uncomfortable she made him <laughs> but also he was like a little bit okay with it yeah well he you know he was like rolling with the punches <laughs> a little bit when he asks sassy if nora is his that like yeah. Perfect little yes. beat got me. Yeah, it got me good. Like it's interesting to see Ted in this sort of like flirtatious yeah. vibe. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. I'm gonna come back to that later. Don't let me forget. I have to I'm gonna come back to that later in a different part of the show. I'm gonna come back to that. But yes, it is interesting to see Ted kind of be flirtatious, be single. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. almost like you know so that was a little bit interesting but I just thought it was so great and I loved the whole, <laughs> I loved the whole period talk and he gets so uncomfortable about the reference to the tampon and he's just like, <sighs> just like which like so come perfect. on Ted get it together you were married for how many years period talk exactly. cannot bother you this way like it, it just simply exactly. cannot <laughs> uh, yeah it was so so funny and I kind of just love I loved how Rebecca was like, was he like that the whole time? She was <laughs> dying, dying to know. <laughs> but also I loved how she spit out the cookie because she was just like, la, la, la. It's like, it's kind of like listening about, like, because I feel at this point, not to say that it won't happen, but at this point, her and Ted are kind of more like friends like with that sort of like you know like a friend who's kind of like a brother kind of like that kind of vibe so it's like oh you don't want to hear about that yeah they're not quite <laughs> there yet in, in that in that world yeah but exactly 
It was good. And it's just kind of fascinating to know that Ted doesn't really turn off. <laughs> he's just oh, he's just like the little energizer bunny that is Ted Lasso, even. <laughs> even between the sheets. <laughs> I'm dead. The podcast is over. <laughs> and like, listen, Sassy Ooh. clearly enjoyed herself. And I don't think she's the kind of woman who has low standards. So I'm just, I'm just going to tuck that away. Exactly. Deep down inside. Exactly. I'm just going to know now that that's, it's all good. You know, Ted Lasso fucks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so right after that sort of like, I think what I love about the show, and I think you can take a drink every time I start a sentence with, this is why I love the show. But we see Ted and his, like, ability to sort of roll with the punches of, you know, whoever he's interacting with. And he's he's very charming and he's very quick-witted. So then to go to the press room and you see that he has these, like, cute little games that he plays with his reporters with these, like, silly little references. Like, yeah, they've kind of gotten used to it. They're in, they're in like, this little flow now. Yeah, it's just nice to see Ted having these moments with everybody in their own kind of yeah. interestingly unique ways, too. So it's like he has this rapport. <laughs> with everybody and they have all their own little inside jokes and it's just like so so darn cute it really is i loved the ridiculous references like the bring it on reference i don't know if he's yes. so random but like i just loved it it's so silly oh gosh it yeah it uh I, I, okay i'm just gonna put it out there i'm just gonna say it is trent Krim the only person writing serious articles in london <laughs> He really seems to be the only one who wants to ask the difficult questions. And I just wonder if, like... Like, I get it, but it's... I'm just like, oh, God, guys, come on. I know. I know it's a joke. I know it's, like, a running joke, but it just, like... <laughs> like, just change it up a little bit, guys. Just change it up a little bit. But I, I do think... I do think it was a valid question about Jamie and how he was going to fit in with the team. And, you know... <laughs> If anyone deserves a little bit of hazing, it's Jamie Tarr after everything. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think the next, and then that next scene where Keely comes into the change room to show Sam his pictures from the Dubai air shoot. And I mean, I just love how everyone loves Keely. I, I just love it. Love it. Because it's so, I don't know, just for her to walk in the room and they all just like, completely light up and like shout out her yes. name mm -hmm. damn what girl wouldn't want that i know and i just think it's so funny because like go back to like last season episode three you know she was jamie's girlfriend and you know she wasn't yeah it's it's awesome growth. i love it i love the progression yeah, yeah exactly it's it's amazing growth. that she went it's... from sort of just being the love interest or what we would assume to be the love interest in the yeah. beginning of season one yeah. to now being completely yeah. fully realized character on her own all of these scenes without her current boyfriend in the picture you know like it's just so nice to see keely get that kind of screen presence yeah and it's absolutely especially nice that jamie gets to witness it yes like agreed he gets to see yes. that his previous girl now has yeah. like the entire team under her thumb in a good way but like you know yeah she's totally made her presence no, known it's without true him. yeah absolutely and i and then oh and then when you're talking about jamie needing a little bit of like hazing or whatever it's like his joke about that's how they would know sam was a football player is because he's wearing his jersey and it's just like the dead silence of that room is just <laughs> <laughs> right like you can make fun of me if we're friends but if we're not friends that joke is totally off the table. Yeah. Like, sorry, bud. You're, like, not in the club yet. <laughs> right. And, like, it's very apparent to Jamie immediately that, oh, okay. <laughs> this is how it is. And, and like, kudos to Phil for the way he plays it. But, like, seeing those, like, little glimmers of recognition on Jamie's face where he understands, he's like, ah, oh, shit. I'm, like, I'm not the guy on the like the top yeah. of the totem pole anymore i gotta figure this out like yeah it's probably the first time in a long time that he's ever had to deal with like being the unpopular guy or the guy that like they oh, can't even sure. begrudgingly respect because he's talented now they're just like fuck off dude we don't need you yeah exactly yeah because he hasn't he also hasn't been playing mm -hmm. right so it's not like he's i mean not that he isn't super talented we know that but he also hasn't been playing because he's been on that stupid reality tv show so oh we have to talk about the dating app banter yes which uh the name 
The name has grown on me a little bit. I'll be honest. I like it. I kind of love it. I also really love that Colin was like, oh, like grinder. <laughs> that quiet beat. Beautiful. It's so great. And actually, I think the camera, he says it, and then the camera goes back to Keely, and she's like, oh, yeah. And then it goes back, and Isaac and Richards are still, like, looking at him. And it's like, you wouldn't notice it. Like, you really wouldn't notice it if you haven't watched it, like, a million times. But it was just so funny that they just held that sort of, like, oh what? (laughs) Uh, I just thought that was really funny. And which is really kind of how I, I kind of expected that maybe that was one of the things that was going to happen in this episode was that (laughs) it was going to be like Colin like coming out. (laughs) And this episode just like took it in a whole different direction. And I loved it so much. Yeah. Like this whole episode, like I I don't know what I was expecting for this episode, but it was so great. Oh, yeah. It's just so great. There were a lot of really, I mean, funny moments. And I think Jamie's apology in the locker room. The relentless man wouldn't even let the dude apologize without bringing up every little single thing he's done. And, you know, for good reason. Because he really should write a nice letter to each of them apologizing for every dumbass thing he's done. I honestly, I kind of, I want to know what made Jamie realize he even had to apologize because he hasn't even talked to Dr. Fieldstone at this point. So I want to know, like, what? Something is going on. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, something has... Maybe he's, like, a little bit more self-aware than we give him credit for. I want to hope so. But the cynical part of me is wondering if, like... I know. There's something driving this, like, nice Jamie behavior. I hope I'm wrong. But I kind of... I know. I don't know. I know. I hope that maybe, I hope it's, you know, and maybe it's that not that you're wrong. Like, I, I hope you're also wrong. <laughs> but, like, maybe yes. it's not so much that he has, like, this long con um, going, but, like, that maybe it's just that a situation presents itself, like that reality TV show, and hopefully Jamie does the right thing. <laughs> you know. I know. I know. And then after the whole thing, Sam looking at Ted and just being like, did yeah, I or did I not predict that this was going to be the outcome here? Because, like, clearly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. How much do you love Nora? Nora might just be, like, very close behind Sam in this episode for my, like, most valuable person. Oh, for sure. Because she had me laughing every time she was on screen. I love her. Like, she so, so funny. I loved when she was, like, teasing Rebecca about, <laughs> about, uh, disappearing for six years. And just, like, her delivery is so cute. Kiki May is the actress, and she is, like, I love her. She's gonna be amazing, because her delivery right now, at that age, is stellar. Well, yeah, I mean, she could hold her own with everyone on screen. Like, she didn't miss a beat with, you know, people like Hannah Wanningham and Jason Sudeikis. Like, that's a that's a big deal to be able to, like, be just as funny as the, like, very seasoned actors in the room with you. And, like, listen, no one can tear you down like a Zoomer. <laughs> that's so true. She was calling that's Rebecca so out, right, on everything. Yes, absolutely. She really was. Not letting anything go by. And I just, it was so great. It was so, like, but it's, it was nice to see that, like, we see Rebecca is trying. She's trying to make up for lost time. And I think that's just more of us seeing, like, how hard Rebecca is trying to, like, become a new Rebecca. Yeah. And I think to go back a little bit to season one, when Rupert tells her that his new girlfriend, wife, I don't know, whoever she was, was pregnant. Yes. And that, like, look of realization on Rebecca's face that, like, oh, maybe that was a possibility for me, just not with him. So to, like, be able mm-hmm. to see her now with, with a kid and, and how they're interacting and how she's trying to, you know, do, I don't know, it was just a... A really good full circle moment for me to be able to see Rebecca yeah. in that, you know, kind of relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I totally agree. Uh, the one thing that I, another sort of 
not full circle, but I would say from like last episode anyway, is that I noticed that Ted doesn't seem quite as preoccupied with Dr. Sharon watching football games. He kind of like gave her a cursory glance, but like there was not, he didn't seem super uncomfortable with it until Sam and Jamie had that little altercation on the field, which was amazing and I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. I loved that moment with Sam. I loved Sam being able to like come into his own and just be like, fuck you, Jamie Tart. I got this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that whole, that whole sort of moment when everyone's getting ready to like warming up and stretching. And then, you know, we have Nate who's like just delighted at the fact that Jamie is going to get his ass handed to him, uh, <laughs> which was like, felt kind of like old Nate yes. a little bit. Yeah, that was a callback, I think, uh, you know, to, to pre-coach Nate, yeah. which was nice. Yeah. And I think, I think it would be great if it was Jamie that finally was like, Nate, you're being a dick. <gasps> you know yes! what I mean? I would love that would be to so see that. Great. That would be really cool. Yeah. But yeah, to go back to Dr. Sharon and Ted, I think, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think he's, he's getting used to her being around and he's sort of understanding like, this is it now. Like this is the new normal. Like she's going to be there and this is her job and he's got to just mm-hmm. put on his big boy pants and, and you know, get over it. Yeah. But I do think that no matter how, how cool he might seem, he's always going to kind of be, you know, thinking about it in the back of his head and like, oh yeah, what can yeah. I do to look like the best coach possible in front of this woman? So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And he does. There is another moment later when, when that kind of like, you can see that again. And it's like, oh yeah, you're not as cool as you think you are. <laughs> you're no cucumber. Okay. So I think one of my favorite parts of this episode was Rebecca and Nora going shopping and walking by the British history doll shop. Oh yeah. Yes. Because listen, American girl dolls are very near and dear to my little heart. <laughs> I had every book for every American Girl doll. I loved them. I had the Samantha doll until I gave her to my sister. I don't know where the hell it ended up, but (laughs) I loved the American Girl dolls. So that little joke really got me, especially Rebecca's little line about how like no one, no, Nora's joke. Who jokes about no one does orphans better than the Brits? Yeah, it was Nora. Nora, Nora. right? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, that was such a good moment. Yeah, exactly. It really was. And then I just love that it's then we see Roy coming out of the store. Like, there is nothing he won't do for that girl. I know. Like, I love it. Like, imagine um, Roy during the period conversation with Rebecca and Sassy. He wouldn't bat a fucking eye. He'd be like, yeah, all right. He, yeah, exactly. He'd be like, here, I got some. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You guys heard it here. Roy Kent carries tampons. <laughs> Just in case. Ah, uh, but I think. What the best part about it is that, like, Roy seems to be Rebecca's, like, little fairy godmother this season. Like, <laughs> yeah, I kind of, almost more than Keely. Yeah. Like, Keely kind of was last season, and it's kind of like him this season. Um, And I loved when they were talking about the, that banter app that Keely wants wants her to get on. And he's like, oh, what, now you'll get unsolicited descriptions of dicks? It just cracked me up. I just loved That's it. So good. I just, I, I love, I love Roy's wisdom. It's so yes. good. Every time. It's so spot on. And it, it, it's said in a way that's like non-judgmental and just gets you right, you know, mm-hmm. gets you thinking about what he's really saying. And, and Rebecca especially seems to do really well with that approach too. Like yeah. she needs I that agree. sort of like straightforward, no bullshit kind of conversation. Yes. Yeah. They are very similar in that way. And then, you know, when she tries it later and says to, to Nora that, you know, do you want to come to the office with me? It's going to be so boring and when Nora says that she wants to she's always wanting to know what like owning a football team was like and Rebecca's like oh really she's like yeah ever since you started doing it it's just like that part killed me killed me it was so good tears so good but I have to point out the joke about the little modern British doll that Phoebe got the one that Roy bought for her and Nora makes a joke about her parents being dead and Phoebe in all of her beautiful earnestness was like no her parents were (laughs) cancelled I love it so perfect I love that kid so much 
know, but like this is the future. <laughs> I know. This is the future of girl dolls, of American girl dolls, British girl dolls. Oh this my is God. it. Yeah, we're gonna have the so uh, wonderful zillennial American girl doll whose parents went to jail for trying to uh, bribe their way into USC or. <laughs> Like Nevea, the influencer doll. Who <laughs> oh, could only afford to be an influencer because she was gifted some trust fund by her parents who died in some yachting accident off of the coast of like Belize. Right, exactly. Uh, hey, you know what? If this podcast doesn't work out, I think we have a new job that we can. We're reaching out to the American solicit. Girl Doll Company. Right. <laughs> uh, so great. Oh, very briefly. I liked just in terms of like right after that conversation with Rebecca and Nora, that little interaction between Shannon and Ted. Yes. I love Shannon. I just want her to be on the team, okay? I don't know how we make it happen, but I just want her on the team. I keep thinking that we're going to get something out of that friendship because it's so dear and I love it. And I just want him to like bring her to the club and like have her run drills or like even coach. Something. Something because yeah. she's been such an integral part of of him understanding the culture of football in the UK. Yeah, yeah. And she's so funny. And I just, yes. I love her. I want more of Shannon. Give me more of Shannon. Yes, exactly. More Shannon. Put her on the team. <laughs> and she does a great Coach um, Beard impression. So. She really does. <laughs> well, speaking of Coach Beard, digital intimacy. Yo, to me, that seems like, I don't know. That's a red flag, Beard. I, I, I don't love that. I don't think anyone should be sharing iCloud passwords, dude. I mean, how does that even work? I, well, I don't know. I'm like not Team Jane. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. We haven't really seen a lot of her, but from what we've like know about her, she seems fucking crazy. <laughs> don't love it i don't love it no so i don't know we'll see we'll see but like you know love a woman who can use a blowtorch (laughs) that's true that's true i don't have to like her but maybe i admire her sure that's fair you know you gotta have respect for the scary ones Yes, exactly. Oh, that just reminds me. In that scene, when they are talking, right before he talks about how him and Jane have reached this new level of their relationship, they're talking about banter again and how Nate has downloaded it and... His ridiculous high standards. (laughs) I just, at least he acknowledges that though he may be picky, (laughs) women are pretty picky too. <laughs> that was a really great self-own. I do appreciate those moments yeah. where it's yeah. like you, they yeah, they let him be a little bit of a dick and then they kind of own him right in the exact they same do. moment. They do. It's nice. And then this is what I was going to mention when I said, I have to talk about this early, or later. When Ted goes, oh, I'm not into dating right now. I'm not going to get that app. And then he's like, you know, but what if I went on there and I met my soulmate and it changed the whole course of my life? And I'm just like, what? Ted, go to therapy. <laughs> I Jesus Christ. I know. The man has watched You've Got Mail too many times. Too many times. Because meeting your soulmate on a dating app is really rare, Ted. Really rare. I mean, of course, this is like TV magic land, so who knows, but... Who knows? Yeah. It'd be a lot cheaper to go see Dr. Sharon in the grand scheme of things. It would be free. <laughs> it would be free. Yeah. <laughs> F-R-E-E, free. God, Ted is like those girls who ask you to do a tarot card reading about their crappy boyfriend and when you turn up the three of swords and it's like, girl, you in danger? They're like, no, I don't think so. I'm going to call him. That's what Ted is. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (sighs) Sorry, I'm on a rant tonight, but I was just like, Ted, got to get your mental health shit together. It's true. The boy needs therapy. And or he sorry. also needs his own tarot card reading. I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's true. Okay. Speaking of Ted, how do you think he gets into the mindset of Led Tasso? <laughs> what does he do to become that person? I have been thinking about this since Friday. Because <laughs> he really went to a dark place. A dark place i don't know dude i i i can't i can't imagine 
The hair was different. His posture was different. The way he was like scrunching up his nose so his mustache looked more evil. I mean, like, yeah, his was... shoulders, like, <laughs> it was everything. It was, it was a, a lot. lot. <laughs> it was overwhelming. I think the monologue where he's talking about making out with the soccer ball, really, it got, it, I paused. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Led, you're losing me a little bit. Like, what? What is happening right now? Yeah, it was a lot. Uh, but there was some parts that I really thought were fucking hilarious. Feet fingers. <laughs> your feet fingers. Uh, and touch each other's toes. This that one really twister. got me. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Calling them all turd birds. I mean. Turd bird. <laughs> oh, and did you notice that in, like, the blurred background, Will is just, like, running up the bleachers to get that water bottle that he I loved that. Yeah. Oof. Oof. I know. I know. But you know what? It kind of worked. You know? It it did. I think it worked. It it worked for the team except Sam. Oh, well, because Sam is like Sam knows. Sam knows. knows what Ted was doing. And yeah, it definitely but it did work for the rest of the team. So I think that was like a it definitely kind of you know did did what what he I guess kind of wanted it to do <laughs> yeah what I what I really love about the entire lead tasso interaction is when they turn around beard snaps him out of it and Dr. Sharon is like cool what was that and it's like beard and Ted think that they are so fucking original and smart that oh, no yeah. one else would ever understand what they were going for yeah no one so shocked <laughs> Yeah, the routine is so solid that no one could possibly understand what they were trying to do. Like, it's adorable, really. Sure, of course. They think that no one else can, like, catch on. Yeah, I know. And she's like, "Mm, yeah, you're an asshole. Everyone hates you. No one hates Jamie. Show me something else. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love how she just does not let them get away with anything and it's so great it's so good oh one of the things that uh actually happened before because the t- the lead tasso scene kind of happens like several it's like several scenes like yeah. intermingled with others but one of the scenes that happened before that is the scene where nora gets to meet sam uh, <laughs> i just first of who, all nora I-, I feel you girl who has not been there yeah who has not been there so cute i just i loved that i i loved how they brought back the frozen movie and all of sam's metaphors puberty so honest to god (laughs) earnest it like makes me so happy i know oh god and then higgins like gagging when sam wants to quit the dubai air photo shoot I know. And see, this is where I thought that, like, things were going to get a little difficult. Because I was like, well, shit, you know, in the real world, this would be Mm -hmm. a big deal. This would be a whole problem. Mm -hmm. They're, like, wicked understanding. It's... I know. I really thought, like, I honestly... Yeah, as this... As it it played out, there were several times that I was like, oh, no, they're going to do what every other show does. I don't like Mm -hmm. this. And then I remembered that the amazing writers from Ted Lasso wrote this show and we're, we're fine and I shouldn't have worried. <laughs> I know, it's true. Like, it's this magical world where most of the people on the show just genuinely want to do the, the right thing and they do it regardless of the consequences. And like, yeah, I love that. Me too. It's just, I'll say it a hundred million times in the next year. It's just refreshing. It's just refreshing to not be consistently disappointed by the characters (laughs) on your tv show yeah that's it that's all we want just don't fucking disappoint us every turn for the sake of plot (laughs) it's just so simple and they just do it so goddamn perfectly on this show and i love too that it also becomes a conversation between rebecca and nora about how to handle it you know and you get like infinite wisdom from this like little 13 year old girl who like really tells her you know aunt stinky like it's true yeah it tells her like it is yeah even if you lose oh gosh she's just so wonderful i love her i hope we see nora more than once this season because she's just she's so cute i know i know so smart (laughs) so the scene right after that is jamie once again 
seeking out Kili for advice because the boy doesn't really understand that, like, there are other people in the world outside of his ex-girlfriend, Keely. Yeah. And I just yeah. sort of have to briefly sidebar and say, Jamie's fashion sense? <laughs> it's really, it's, 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 it's interesting. It's interesting. Every time he came on screen and he wasn't in his uniform, I was like, bro, what are you wearing? I actually think that's intentional. Yeah. <laughs> because I think they're trying to show how much lack of fashion sense he really has without Keely. I really do. I hope so. Because <sighs> this is what they're like trying to pass off as like Jamie being the cool hip football player. And I, the, no, the little I don't cropped think... vest. The, yeah, the I don't. The fanny pack around his torso. It's his man bag. I don't. It's too much. It's good. He's the, he's got. He looks like he's going on an expedition every time I see him. Yeah, it's true. So many pockets. So many pockets. What is he carrying? I know, honestly. You know that scene. I was kind of worried when she was like, "Oh, uh, you know, Sam's not doing the Dubai air shoot," and I'm kind of like, you know, I don't know what to do. And then I was like, "Oh no, don't, don't make Jamie do it. Like that's bad." And of course they didn't. <laughs> they fucking didn't i am just like not used to not being disappointed i know we have to unlearn we do to watch this show we really do no i i really i loved that they didn't go there in terms of jamie like doing the shoot instead and i most especially loved keely sticking up for her own personal time Mm -hmm. and walking jamie down to dr sharon's office and being like, here, she's paid to listen to you. I don't have to anymore. Yeah, she is um, setting her boundaries and sticking to them and, like, not letting anybody cross that line. And I love that for her. We are so proud of you, Kaylee. So proud of you. But also, how much is Jamie going to love therapy? Uh, that little, like, <laughs> that, like, little twinkle in his eye when he realized that he could just talk about himself for 45 minutes so great i was like look at that cool he's gonna love it he's gonna love it and yeah i i hope we get more of this like i hope again this is not a one and done you know kind of with Danny um it was like you know he had one session with Dr. Sharon that we saw and then he was kind of like fixed and now you know Jamie has had one session Dr. Sharon and we see you know a pretty dramatic change in him by the end of the episode however I feel like perhaps this and I don't know that this is what's going to happen obviously but maybe the it's that she's going to meet with everyone with every single person And by the time she gets to Ted, she knows exactly what's wrong with Ted. (laughs) And she's just like, this is what's wrong with you. This is what, this is what you need to change. This is, this is what you need to do to help you become the person you need to be. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I have a feeling that we are going to see a lot of everyone else being helped by Dr. Sharon before we can get Ted on that therapy train. And you know what I think is an interesting take by the show? We haven't seen any of the therapy sessions. Yeah, I like that too, actually. I really do. It kind of is this like fun way of like patient-doctor confidentiality. (laughs) Well, and it also is maybe not like... Maybe it's not necessary in a sense because, I mean, as much as, like, we would, like, love to see it, but is that just, like, the voyeuristic parts of ourselves wanting to see other people's, like, drama and pain and suffering? Like, maybe that's it. Maybe we just, that it's us that want to see it. It's not that we need to. It's that we want to. Mm -hmm. And I think you're right. The show does a super great job of being like, you don't need to see this. You see how it works. Yeah. So I'm, I am, I'm, and I'm curious too if we do ever get that TED therapy scene, will that be the one mm-hmm. that we actually get to witness? That actually would make a lot of sense too. Yeah. That would be very interesting. I think it would be a little strange if that happened off camera. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one I'm going to demand. Sorry, HIPAA. Like, <laughs> yeah. I need that. <laughs> So after that scene, we get to see Rebecca and Nora Mm -hmm. writing the letter to the old creepy dude. Yes. Who runs Dubai Air, right? Mm. That's 
Or is no, he the he, guy who runs the company who owns Dubai? Yeah, he run he he runs Cerithrium Oil or whatever it's called. Right. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So then we see that amazing scene between the two of them writing this email. And I loved I just loved the whole like Nora says it as it is and then Rebecca translates it into Rebecca speak. But then at the end she's like boss ass bitch. She's like <laughs> boss ass bitch. <laughs> I love that she gives that to Nora. It's so good. It really is. I just, oh, so great. Such a great, that's my new favorite thing. Boss ass bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Better than girl boss. Let's be real. Yes. Yeah, let's take that, take that slogan and launch it into the sun, people. (laughs) We're done with that. (laughs) I have to say, we didn't get a lot of Roy this episode and I think that is gonna sort of be how it is we're gonna get these little snippets here and there but his quote about Jamie (laughs) is so oh I love it Jamie Tart is a Muppet and I hope he dies of the incurable condition of being a little bitch (laughs) I I just want to be roasted by Roy Kent just like once in my life I want that Mm -hmm. I feel like if anyone can do it and I have to accept it, it's Roy Kent. Yeah, exactly. But you know it would be, like, amazing and insulting (laughs) and so true. (laughs) Like, I would just have to respect the whole, you know, the whole package of it. Exactly. It's true. It is true. I mean, I do definitely miss seeing Roy, you know, on the field and, you know, in the, in the locker room. Obviously, you know, he's, those were some great scenes that we had. Uh, in season one you know in in the locker room but I mean this episode's locker room scene was oh perhaps the best I know I you know it's like one of those I remember the Titans moments where like the coach comes in and you know the team's out of sorts and obviously Ted's like beautiful optimism for the world is gonna bring them together yada 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 it's super cliche but it is so cool to see these men from the way they were in the beginning of season one to how they are now. Mm-hmm. They really have each other's backs and like they, they don't do. question for a second, you know? I mean, they don't judge Sam for a minute about what he's doing. And I No, and they I mean they're right there with him. Like Isaac's like, give me the tape. Like they are they're totally there for Sam. They they understand the stand that Sam needs to take and they're there with him. And I love that they center the experience of the Nigerian players first. Like to mm-hmm. me that was that was a really yeah. good good strong move, you know? It wasn't one of the white players trying to like hop on that bandwagon first. It was really like, you know, Sam and Isaac being able to like you know, be together in this. And I thought that was a really great moment. Yeah, I did too. I really, I really liked that. And, and then Jamie and I was like, oh God, like what is coming? Like I, poor Jamie, we give him zero credit. Um, but I mean, <laughs> we don't earned, ever give him the benefit of the doubt. He, he has earned that zero credit. Let me be real. But I loved that when he was like, you know, we're a team, aren't we? Gotta wear the same kit. It was just like, oh, Jamie. Humble Jamie is so sexy to me. Like, that was yes. a world-class yes. sexy moment from Jamie Tart. Was that one and line? And you know what? Jamie standing up for this, that something that means something to Sam, meant way more to Sam than Jamie defending the team against Ted being a fucking psycho for fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this this was it was this kind of moment that that Sam needed in order to accept Jamie and that wasn't gonna happen through whatever Ted was doing, but it seems to have happened for whatever Dr. Sharon did. So mm-hmm. once again, mm-hmm. Dr. Fieldstone for the point. <laughs> And again, I love this fairy tale world where sports teams have ethics and morals and stand by them. Like, it's a just nice reminder that, like, we can do that. We can be like that. There are plenty of sports teams that can get on that bandwagon and, like, do the mm-hmm. right thing. And I love that call out from the show. You know, change their name if they need to. <laughs> get rid of sponsors if they need to. All those things, guys. All those things. It's not hard. It is not. Uh, and then the press conference. Ugh. 
Talk what, to me. What a good moment. And I, I, it starts off so strong, too, with Ted getting to say, like, I've never needed the kind of courage that Sam has needed to display here. Like, I've, I've, I have the privilege to not need to be that brave with the stances that I make. I thought that was a great lead-in and a great way to sort of give Sam the spotlight a little bit. Because they could have lingered on Ted. They could have given him that monologue. Yes. But they didn't. They made it quick concise and then it was sam for the rest of the press conference and i thought that was a really good smart direction to go in i agree i think it was it was necessary to sort of stick with the tone of this entire episode and to give sam agency in his decision and not Mm -hmm. have it be parroted to the press by one another white man (laughs) yeah you know, it was it was so great to hear him be able to talk about it and and to put Trent in his place. Um, I'm and not like, here to talk about football. Exactly. And Whoa. then, you know, and then to, you know, when Trent asked him that question, you know, is this what you're doing? Are you doing this? He's like, yeah, I am. Like, just so I just it was so great. It was that, <sighs> that so confidence great. was just I get it, Nora. I get it. Yes, I feel it. We are all. Obastanias. <laughs> Shout out to the Instagram account Ted Lasso is Life who gave me that little tidbit. I love it. And I I love that the episode ended on such a like high note too because we find out that they lost this match. Like my god, this team really can't catch a break, but like man, they suck. <laughs> when, when they walk back into the locker room and everyone is celebrating and drinking and and just yeah. I I loved the way that they could like turn that negative right into a positive and Yeah, uh, with them they're like so happy that they broke the tie. Like I just so great so so perfect and i liked you know what i liked that we got to see jamie making a joke and Mm -hmm. it landed and everyone thought it was funny and then he went the step further and was like hey but in all seriousness you know and he cheers he you know he toasts to sam and oh i just wanted jamie and sam like friendship now i am i'm really hoping that we get like and it doesn't have to be overnight but i want them to become bros because i think that they could really have a good influence on each other Mm -hmm. you know sam can definitely use the confidence in in terms of being a football player and jamie could definitely use oh i don't know a little bit more humanity so i I think the confidence in being a human yeah (laughs) i think it could be a perfect friendship Mm -hmm. absolutely i think my last thought is Keely is just like the perfect PR person. She's like, get rid of the beers! <laughs> In that photo op at the end. I just loved that. That was such a good, like, hilarious little moment because it's it's so true to life. Like, those are the things that the show yeah. does really, really well. You know, we, we talk about, like, this beautiful, idealized world, but there are those little moments, too, where, you know, it brings it back down to reality a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Like, also, the end credit sequence of all of the group shots. Yeah, that Nora was so cute. Sassy. I mm-hmm. mean, I loved it. I loved yeah. I seriously think this is my my favorite episode. I, mean, I agree. I loved every Oh, me too. Absolutely. I think it was, it really, for me, it was a perfect episode, I think, in a, in a lot of ways. Just like it had all the right things. It, you know, it had the funny moments. It had the heartwarming moments. You know, it even had some of the heartbreaking moments when that, you know, that interaction between Sam and his dad, when yes. Sam is so, he's so proud of himself for this Dubai air shoot and then it just goes in this direction that you I was definitely not expecting from a tv show and I loved it right out yeah yeah and I mean we know how meaningful that relationship is to Sam too so Mm -hmm. you know to hear that kind of feedback it it definitely carried his whole arc for the episode and I love that this was his response he really Mm -hmm. kind of like listened to his parents he did his research he like Mm -hmm. really put himself you know back in that mindset of like these are my people and I have to stand up for them and you know if it's not me then who else is it gonna be Mm -hmm. I I loved it yeah it was really great and I think on a separate note what I love about this episode is that with banter being an anonymous dating app yes no pictures no pictures no names I just think what are we gonna get out of that because what I'm excited to see I just I predict 
two characters. I don't know which ones, but I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that we're gonna have some you know you've got male moments to to go back to my original call out of you know one character chatting with another character. Maybe you wouldn't predict they'd be a good match, and yet they are. Hello. What if it's like Rebecca and one of the football players? I'm just saying, they're all die. on there. I would die. And I would what if it's that it Sam was... and Rebecca? <laughs> yeah, I was literally just gonna say like, I, I would love if it was Sam. And like, look, I know that the power dynamics of that are icky yeah. at well, best. <laughs> However, <laughs> let us live in this moment, okay, guys? Yeah, let us have this. Everything's problematic in its own way. But I could see that. I could see it being that could be how the writers get to Ted and Rebecca. I could see it being that, but... I would not mind it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it either if it kind of happened, like, super organically, and we'll see how it goes while she's maybe dating other people. Because um, I do know, I, I from an article I read with Hannah Waddingham, that I think she does date, like, a couple of people throughout the season. Good for her. Yeah, and they, you kind of see, like, the bumpy the bumpy road. So I think that will be interesting. But yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see if that comes to fruition. Like, even if it's not with Rebecca, like, if it's some of the other football players, like, I, I'll be interested to see, like, what, what happens. There isn't a lot of, like, female characters on the show. So no. yeah, I'm, I, well, it'll be interesting. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I think that's probably a, uh, a good note to, to end it on. I agree. This week. Next week is Christmas, people. Christmas in August. Christmas in August. I love Christmas, so I cannot wait for this episode. I feel like Ted really loves Christmas, too. He has to, right? Like, if he suddenly comes out and it's like a bah humbug Scrooge moment, I'm going to be flabbergasted because he just seems like a Christmas-loving guy. Unless, because it's his first Christmas without his ex-wife, and his son maybe it will be a sort of scrooge moment and everyone has to you know no i don't like that (laughs) i'm not saying i like it i'm just like saying be prepared daria do we think that we're gonna get ted's son back at any point i don't know i mean i i guess i he's I guess he's old enough to fly by himself with a, you know, like a, don't a they? Guardian. Yeah. So maybe we will. I don't know. We'll see. I hope so. I mean, I kind of hope we see that that dynamic, but I don't really want to see Michelle again. I'm done with her. <laughs> She's last season's news. Yeah. We're team Ted here. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> exactly. Though if you're team Michelle, why are you even watching the show? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's actually my new insult for people who don't like Ted Lasso. Ugh. Clearly your team, Michelle. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway. (laughs) Well, friends, you can find us at hotelvicarious.com. You can email us at hotelvicarious at gmail.com. I was told that we will respond to your emails and that that was just a joke from last episode. So if you want to email us, please feel free. Uh, You can also get to us on socials uh, at hotelvicarious on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Well, Daria, have a good week. You too, Jenny. And thank you guys for checking into Hotel Vicarious. We hope you enjoyed your stay.